SBS Radio. Now, Ebro Pitini, Executive Director of Population Health at uh, Vacho, Victorian Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organization. Welcome to NITV Radio. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Now, we're catching up in a particular and uh, difficult context where we have a flood, uh, devastating communities right across uh, Victoria and New South Wales and uh, other parts of the country. In particular in Victoria, some of our communities have been very, very badly affected. And Vacho is launching an appeal for people to come forward and uh, support those who have lost virtually everything with these floods. That's right, yes. So we are very concerned about community members that are in flood-affected areas, and those areas stretch from Seymour uh, across to Langaratta up into Shepparton, which has been very badly impacted, and then up into uh, areas along the Murray. So Ichuka is uh, very heavily impacted, um, as are our communities across um, the uh, the. Uh, the Murray over to Yarrawonga and then up, of course, um, who had a, an evacuation in Kamaragunja. Uh, so we're, we're deeply concerned about uh, our community that are in those areas and we're calling out for, uh, for anybody who uh, can bring along donations of non-perishable food items, of warm clothing, especially children's clothing, uh, and also uh, any toiletries that, um, that you may have uh, and are willing to to donate, uh, to bring them down to the Vacho head office in Collingwood in Melbourne. Uh, and we, uh, we're coordinating the, the delivery of those much-needed supplies into areas uh, where we understand families are, are in need of those things. Uh, so we've actually um, received a, a really strong response to that appeal over the last couple of days. Um, I'm pleased to say that the, the first... Um, the first run of supplies up to uh, to community in Seymour has uh, been happening today, um, and uh, it's actually not not too bad a day at the moment. So um, we had some communities come down and join us uh, for a bit of a feed at lunchtime, and uh, and then we distributed out so distributed out some of those donated supplies to um, about a dozen families that uh, are coordinated by the local gathering place there. Uh, so um, so we're calling out to the generosity of the uh, community in Melbourne to come down and help us with that. And we're also coordinating um, with government and with our um, Aboriginal community-controlled health organisations in the affected areas and then the surrounding areas um, to help ensure that uh, people have access to food, medicines, clothing, um, all of the things that, uh, that we all need on a day-to-day basis. Natural disasters like these are devastating in many ways and uh, they often highlight or rather bring to the forefront structural issues running deep in society. I can think of um, the last floods earlier this year in New South Wales and places like Lismore, where some of the grassroots relief efforts that were set up at the time are still very active on the ground. There's still a high demand for their services. They were just there to fill it, and now they are filling the gap of services that uh, did not exist in uh, the community that were highlighted then by the natural disaster. That's right, yeah. So, so we're working hard to make sure that uh, enough attention is given by the, the government-led response to communities where we know there are Aboriginal community members that are in need, um, who perhaps are uh, you know, not connected into um, mainstream 
organisations which are receiving a lot of money to respond to uh, the current crisis. Um, we're, we're working to ensure that um, Aboriginal community-controlled organisations are included in the response and are uh, provided with the funding to be able to, uh, to look after their community members. Um, but we're also working to make sure that... Um, uh, that nobody gets left behind in the response. And uh, and then also to, to ensure that we've got ways of responding um, in our own in our own way, with our own resources as well, um, in addition to directing the response by government. So so all of that's really important um, because you're right, in in the past when we have seen um, government lead responses on their own, um, sometimes people do fall through the gaps and unfortunately that's our community. Uh, so we're, we're working to um, to be... Uh, a strong voice at the table around coordination and around, um, you know, ensuring that uh, that uh, the support arrives in the right time, in the right place. Um, and uh, I do think we've got some really strong allies in government as well that are helping us with that. Um, so the, what we've seen so far is that uh, um, a lot of support has been provided into the uh, into the ATCHOs in the area. Um, we just want to want to boost that. We want to really wrap around to those communities to make sure that, uh, you know, it's uh, it's ongoing because this is. We're only actually a few days into this crisis and we know that it's going to be weeks and months worth of recovery. Uh, so having advocacy for a longer term response is going to be really important as well. Now you're responding to urgent needs like food and uh, essential necessities, uh, clothing and so on. But some people have lost everything and might not be properly insured or may need other forms of uh, psychosocial assistance, including maybe mental health support. Yeah, so our uh, our atros are uh, well capable of you know providing services to uh, to community members, but under a crisis like this, we we need a lot more um, targeted funding to come into those echoes to be able to enable them to expand the the intensity of those services, um, and uh, and that's across health and wellbeing. But but you're right, it's also across. Um, you know, making sure the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service has everything that they need to be able to support community members to understand what their rights are and to understand, you know, um, how they can how they can best advocate for themselves and their families. Um, ensuring that other, um, you know, su- supports that provide counselling, um, whether that's financial counselling, whether that is social emotional wellbeing through, you know, mental health supports that are going to be responsive and in, in heavy need. Ensuring that, you know, people have access to that quickly. Um, we we see that sometimes people are left waiting for those services, and so we we need government to to back up our atros so that uh, they can have the workforce, they can have you know the scope to be able to get in quickly when those uh, community members are are in need of those responses. So as far as uh, as our advocacy goes, it, it covers all of that. Uh, so it's not just the immediate emergency response. It's also ensuring that over the long term um, we can restore the things that have been lost by community through this crisis. Um, and, and in fact, you know, an opportunity for us to, to help support community to come out of this process stronger. Um, so that, that's what we're working on in addition to our, our current appeal for food, you know, uh, toiletries to be brought down to the Vetro office. Uh, I, I might just give a quick shout out um, to anyone who is thinking of bringing down donations. The, the address of the Vetro office is at number 17 Sackville Street in Collingwood. Um, and we've got the doors open here today. We know that there's some rain on the way, um, which is going to create additional challenges. So, you know, if our big doors aren't open, then please come into reception. We're still going to be able to accept any donations that people are generously offering. And we'll ensure that that finds its way up to the people who need it the most. Are you open over the weekend as well? 
Not open over the weekend, so we'd ask people just to hold off on the weekend and bring it in on Monday. Um, Monday morning, uh, we're going to reopen and we'll be um, accepting donations and then looking at, you know, what's the impact of this next round of rain that we're expecting here? Uh, and then, you know, who within communities in those affected areas uh, are perhaps falling into a gap um, that we we can perhaps help fill by, by getting supplies up to them quickly. Yeah, and uh, now situations like these often also bring the best out of the community with people offering to support in many ways and uh, coming forward, uh, giving uh, their time as volunteers. Now, do you have uh, a lot of room for volunteers to join your relief efforts? Yeah, in those flood-affected areas, we're seeing yeah. a massive community mobilisation of people putting down, putting aside, you know, what uh, what they would ordinarily be doing with their time and just really uh, mucking in and, and helping out with um, with uh, whatever work is going to be required. And so that that's already starting in those flood-affected areas. Um, I think that um, in terms of anyone who wants to do that, for, who are from outside of the area, um, we we actually have to just hold off for a little bit in terms of allowing the emergency response locally to do uh, their best work without us getting in the way. Um, but then there will be opportunities as the emergency transitions into a current, into a recovery mode um, for us to understand how, how do these communities want to be supported and does that include, uh, you know, volunteers uh, coming in from outside of the area to, to help um, with whatever tasks need to be done. I'm sure that that will be needed, but um, we just need to take our guidance from the local local people on the ground there. Um, the, the worst thing that we can do at this stage is, is arrive and just be a nuisance because, you know, additional mouths to feed, um, additional people to house, and um, those local emergency responses have got enough on their hands at the moment. So, uh, you know, if, if there are ways that we can help, then we'll look at doing what, what that is. Um, but um, we'll, we'll keep, um, you know, our, our communications open with those that are affected on the ground and we'll respond to what they're telling us they need. Any website people can go to or contact numbers uh, that are important? Yeah, so the website for Avacho, and this is where we're posting uh, the up-to-the-minute information that we have um, around what we're calling for is uh, vacho.org.au uh, that's v-a-c-c-h-o vacho.org.au uh, but also for any for anyone who is in those flood affected areas that is you know preparing for that that uh, next round of rain um, I, I really encourage everyone to stay up to date with uh, the emergency management victoria website um, also on on the vacho website we will we've got information up there on how to how to access emergency payments um, if you're in need of emergency payments um, uh, and you're not sure on how to access that, um, we've got some information on there on how you can. Um, and our echoes are working to ensure that um, you know anyone who maybe doesn't have access to the internet is um, is thought of, and that we're finding ways of you know getting uh, getting them access to the support that's available to them as well. Ebro Pitini, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 